Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, here's Wiggy, Gresh, and Keith on WEEI. Well, the run of primetime games are about to end for the New England Patriots. This week, it is Monday Night Football. So what a weird spot we were in. Last Sunday we were here. The game had already been played. Then this Sunday we're now waiting for the game to be played on Monday night. I mean, it, it truly is chaos. It's the uh, it's the weird part of the Patriots schedule. But they will take on the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. It is WEEI Football Sunday. Gresh, Keith, Wiggy, all here with you today to get you ready for week 14 of the NFL season. And Jermaine, what is it like to be on a team that has to play this close to Christmas and you're playing out the string and you really don't want to suit up and play on this Sunday? If you're on a three, four, maybe a five-win team with no hope, mm-hmm. how hard is it to get out, outside of cashing the check? How hard right. is it to get out of bed and play for a team that you know is just going nowhere? Well, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because there's a couple different angles to that, right? All right, am I on a team where I'm going to be a free agent at the end of the year? Oh, yeah. It's so, a different. So now it's a yeah. little bit different. So now I'm jumping out of bed and I'm going right to the game <laughs> plan and going, okay, how many balls can I catch in this game that potentially <laughs> could put me in a nice free agent spot after that? But if you're on the team and you know that you're going back and there's not going to be no free agent market, then you got to figure out, do I have incentive it, incentives? Do I have bonuses? Or you're just a guy who's like, all right, when's the season over? Get through it healthy. You, I always tell this story. I'll never forget, I was playing for the Vikings, and we weren't going to the playoffs, and the Rams weren't going to the playoffs, and we're playing them at the end of the season, and Leonard Littles lined up across from me, and I'm like, and he's like, hey, hey, let's go, chill. I said, listen. <laughs> chill. Chill, all right? <laughs> chill. And, said, and neither one of us want to get hurt, okay. and I said, hey, listen, the ball's going away, so just work with me here. <laughs> Right? Yeah. And this is yeah. what we're talking yeah. about, like pre-snap. Yeah. yeah, I won't cut you. Yeah, I Don't won't make cut me you. look stupid. Don't make me yeah. look stupid. You know, you're not trying to make the tackle. It's going away. <laughs> you know, I'll press the backside. You yep. press me. And then on film, it looks like, okay. Yep, you had it covered. Both of you did. Yeah, we're both in a <laughs> <laughs> position. And it's like we're telling each other this during the snap, like, hey, chill out here. Chill. But that's <laughs> like. Be a hero. All yeah, right, and, then right. it, and then it was a cut back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, but that's the <laughs> mindset. No, and, you know, that's the mind. But then if it is a cutback, it's like, oh, watch your legs, watch your legs, watch your legs. Yeah. So. But that's the mindset if you're on a team and you know that you're not going nowhere. Both teams, you start to kind of, you know, 
you're looking out for each other. <laughs> and, but that's the nature of the beast. And I think a lot of guys that might be in the position where they got three ones, they're just like, let me get through these last, you know, five weeks of the season. Let, I don't want to get hurt. What if you're like the Patriots? So they're six and six. They're yep. game out of the playoffs. I think defensively, they probably feel like they should mm-hmm. be a playoff team. Offensively, they do not. Right. See, that's so. Different. How do you how do you balance that? Seems like a team split. Simple. That is different because I remember being on Carolina and we in the, we were in a similar situation mm-hmm. where when you're kind of chasing a playoff spot, we then talk about playoff money. Got it. So okay. now, so now, a little extra motivation. Yeah. Sure. So now the extra motivation comes with that extra money that you get for you know being in the playoffs because you're not a contender, right? Like so, but you can make the playoffs, especially and, now with the extra spot. Yeah. Because Gresh and I were joking this week about how there's going to be this big race between the Jets, the Patriots, and the Chargers for the mm-hmm. seventh spot. Yeah. Though whoever gets that is going to get on a flight to Kansas City and get smoked in the first round of the playoffs. Right, but you're going to get paid to get but smoked. But you get paid to make the playoffs, so you're right. At this point... It's an extra that, check. You, that, that's the goal. Yeah. yeah. All right. uh, by the way, I did just look up, uh, look up the playoff monies from last year. Okay. So, uh... It, wild card weekend, winner and loser. Wild card weekend, you're looking at uh, 37-5. Okay. Divisional weekend, 42-5 per player. Conference sixty five grand. All right. If you lose the Super Bowl, two twenty per player. Wow. Uh, if you win it, two ninety five. Oh. And, and some of that changes a little bit. No wonder they're so excited. By like yeah. five grand, depending <laughs> right. on if you're a, a division winner. But basically, yeah. to Wig's point, if you're a team like say uh, Buffalo ends up, they're not the number one seed, but they end up playing four games and go, and then say they lose the Super Bowl. Hey, you're talking about almost four hundred grand, right? And they got that like program where like for rookies and guys who outplay their contract, yes, yep. Where like after the season's over with, there's always there's a like, pool of money that yeah. you that you you then based on how you perform. That's right. If you weren't a guy that was expected to perform a lot, you can make more money coming out of this pool because huh. it's really a way to look out for guys that don't have big contracts and don't have a ton of incentives, but they outplay their there you go. their contract. So there's a nice pool of money. And to go off of like what you were saying as far as each round. Even if you lose, I, and I don't, I'm not sure. Is the money like in the wild card? The money's different for the winning team and losing team, so you're still getting paid. Whereas if you don't make the playoffs, that's it, no more checks. So it's like yeah. an extra week. Of, See, I think most fans wouldn't even think of that because no. you're like, oh, player X makes five million a year. That's he makes five million. Case closed. Right, whatever. Right. What's he playing for? But yeah, a little, a little extra something there at the end for these guys. I, I think Wiggs, the way they changed it was if you were. So it says here, I'm looking on Spot Track, who does okay. a good job of following this stuff. It says the wild card round stands out from the rest because the split pay is based on a few factors. Mm-hmm. If the wild card team was a regular season division winner, the players get forty two five. Right. If the team of the wild card game was not a regular season division winner, players earn thirty seven thousand five hundred. And it doesn't look like they have winners. It almost okay. like the Super Bowl is winner loser. Oh, okay, so maybe it's different when I, from when I played. Too. But it's it's similar. But you're yeah. right, similar and it's but different. Way things. different because the the losing. Now I was on both, and obviously the first Super Bowl that we won, and then I was on Carolina losing the Super Bowl. Back then, 
the winning and losing money yeah. was way different. Uh, uh, yeah. Way different. You're talking two hundred and fifty thousand for the losing team. Yeah, or what? yeah. Two ninety for the winners, like two twenty five for the losers. Like the, X- like, the XFL tried to do, wasn't it? Like uh, huge, something like, like that. Yeah, bonus money for the winner. It was like seventy five back when you. Yeah, were around, I think right? it was like the loser was like seventy five, and the winner was like maybe a buck fourteen or something. Okay. Like you know, oh, wow. but it was nowhere near to that type of of bread. So I mean, that's like a that's like a young guy's salary almost. Shoot. If you're a rookie and you make yeah. it to the Super Bowl and win. It, that's yeah, like doubling your money. Well, yeah, like you said, if you add up all those weeks and yep. if you get there, it's like you re- that's a ridiculous. So I think a, a lot of guys, when you're at this point in the season, if that's where like that's you need extra motivation. Got so it. now guys are looking. So if you're a Patriot, you're like, all right, yeah, we want to make the playoffs. But then there's also guys looking at it like, OK, if we make the playoffs, I get how much money. Mm. And then so that's the extra motivation where if you're a team that, you know, you got no shot. Now you're just looking at, all right, am I going to be a free agent? Do I have incentives? And then, you know, I want to be healthy where no one wants to blow out their ACL in week 17. Oh, oh no, no, no. You know, no, no. you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I think it depends. A lot of guys are like, all right. You know, let me just get through these weeks without getting hurt. And they're always like, all right, maybe that's one play where if this was a playoff game, I'd go get it. (laughs) But, you know, it's not. So maybe I'm going to just long arm it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so I I think that's like when you're looking at where a lot of these teams are at the end of the year. That's kind of the thought process. And I think it comes the same way with the coaching staff, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm in a team, if I'm coaching a team that has a chance to get one of them. You know, whether it's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, do I want to say, all right, maybe I'll, you know, play lesser players because we can lose these games rather than playing guys that I know give us a better chance of winning. And the other thing that they do, these teams, is how they really screw over some players. They know a guy's going to hit his bonus. Oh, yeah. Say, uh, yeah. I played with a guy. <laughs> David the, Gibbons. He was here <laughs> in New England. He was going to get his bonuses for uh, – Return, kickoff, I think it was kickoff return. They move him off the return. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Remember, this was part of the reason why Antonio Brown went wild last year. And they were True. actually trying to get him right. his bonuses, right? Brady always does that. Brady right. tries to get him for Gronk, right. whether it's Evans, whoever. Like, it makes a point to it. And Brown wasn't that far off. And you thought he might have had a chance and he just went AWOL. But you think that, I, I think that was part of what happened right. to him. And yeah. they, and they're up, but there are coaches who know this. And so they're like, yeah. they'll take you off of certain teams that might, you know, which could lead to you getting your bonuses because they're like, all right, we're going to save ourselves, you know, a couple hundred thousand because mm-hmm. we don't have to pay this guy. Yeah, and when the head coach is the guy controlling all of that mm-hmm. and, oh, by the way, writes the contract, right. and then it adds the extra layer well, especially, of seriousness. Especially to when it. your team's not really in the hunt, it's right. a little bit easier, but if you're in the hunt, it's harder to take your best returner off the kickoff return team. You know, and saying, all right, we're going to put somebody else back there when this is our best guy and we know we're in the hunt. So there's a lot of factors that I don't think a lot of fans understand, like all the minutiae of how guys think at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is a a different thought process. And we do have one game already in the books for week 14 of the NFL. It was on Thursday night where once again, and we've said this numerous times this year, the Las Vegas Raiders find a way to snatch – Defeat from the jaws of wow. victory. Yeah. 
They were uh, they were up a plenty, sixteen to three in the uh, fourth quarter against the Rams. Baker Mayfield with the big drive at the end of the game hit a couple of big throws, got a rough in the passer call. However, it happened, it happened because the Raiders Patriots matchup might have had a little bit of juice, and the Rams took all of that away with that 17-16 Oh, they win. absolutely did. The Raiders might have four or five of the ten worst losses in the mm-hmm. league this year. right? Yep. Losing to Jeff Saturday in his first game, getting shut out by the Saints, losing to the Jaguars, like losing to the Cardinals the, the way Arizona that they did. The game, my God. That was insane back all the way back in week two. So, And even with all those losses... They were this close to actually somehow getting back into the playoff run Mm -hmm. if they just held on and beat the Rams, who had a quarterback who they just signed two days ago. Right. So the guy just got there and orchestrated a 98-yard drive. So And the players know that. Those players in LA, when we were just talking about how they know what's going on, they're probably like, man, you see how much money we potentially could have blown for ourselves? They were were in it. They could have somehow saved their season in a weird way, and no. And so, so when you play the Raiders, now you're getting a different team mentally yeah. when you play the Raiders because they might just be like, man, we're out of this thing, so we're checking out. Mm-hmm. Let me stay healthy. Now yeah, the yeah, Patriots yeah. are coming in where, hey, we got a chance to make this playoffs, and so now you have two teams playing against each other, but one's thinking completely different mm-hmm. than the other, and that those are some of the mental factors that go into these football mm-hmm. games. So uh, to, your, uh, to your point, Wiggs, uh, Josh Jacobs already this year has 1,402 yards mm. rushing and 11 touchdowns, and he's heading into free agency. Right. So he's one the, guy that will be playing. Yeah, he is. To a point, though, he's got a pretty good year. Yeah. Like, to your point, it's the whole, ah, you know. Right. At what point does a guy be like, oh, my arm or my leg or whatever, and it's the uh, it's like the kid who now uh, opts out of a bowl game. Yes. Because I don't want to jeopardize my status going into free agency. Right. Which it, is smart. You know, it's 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 really smart. if you Like you said, Josh. Josh Jacobs has enough. He's put enough on tape yep. and enough oh, yeah. in the the stat book to be like, all right, I'm going to be getting a nice payday. I'm going to and 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 it's not like baseball where Aaron Judge can bet on himself. It's it it's you you want to bet on yourself in football, but it's a very very risky business. Yeah, mm-hmm. because like even like look at Lamar Jackson. He's betting on himself, and then now, granted, he he's day to day with his knee injury. But can you imagine if that was an ACL and he was done for the year? Now he's basically screwed. He's You're got right. no choice but to take the franchise tag. He's playing there, then franchising him because right. it makes you wonder if they even use the injury against him. Right, very so, tenuous in the yeah, NFL, yeah. And and a lot of people don't see that, and that factors into certain games. And like you said, guys might be playing. Maybe like Josh Jacobs does say, you know, I got a little uh hamstring tightness or back tightness. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I can really go against New England. If your kid was as good a baseball player as he was a football player, which sport would you push him to because of some of those factors like we just <laughs> yeah. discussed? In baseball, we're sitting here, boy, boy, the last three years, the guy might suck, but it's only $80 million that they got to pay him. Yeah, you know what? That's that. When I look at that, that's such a good, good question. I almost feel like it might be a little bit easier in football because – I.e. Kyla Murray, right? Interesting. Like, Kyla Murray was a baseball player, but how long or how good would he have had to been to get the $120 million? You got yeah. playing the bigs it, for six, seven years. It takes a while. It. Yeah. Right. it takes a lot because of the arbitration and everything. The contracts are so right. screwy. Like, once you hit it, yeah, then you're just it's golden powerful. for a while. Right. But 
You're right. You kind but of, you might never get there. Right. That that becomes. Whereas in the NFL, those teams, especially if you're a quarterback, they got to make that decision a lot quicker, and then right. you're going to get yeah. it right away. If, if if like if you you know my kid's a defensive end, mm-hmm. edge rusher, right? So if he goes out and he has eight or nine, ten sacks one year, he's getting his money. Yep. Oh yeah. You, you know he's getting his money. And now if he's in baseball, I mean think about Aaron Judge. He's what thirty. 30 or 30 or 31. Yeah. And so look how long it took him, but he had to show that he can get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if Aaron Judge hits 25 home runs, isn't he just another guy or right? Yeah, he probably only gets about a $280 million contract. <laughs> but even off 360. Well, I mean, but... I think he probably gets left where if you're No, but you're right though. If it's you have eight sacks hit it in baseball. If you have eight sacks in the league, oh, mm-hmm. they paying you. They are paying you. That's the thing, and that well, I think it's also the sliding scale of there's there's money to be made, and then there is like the Powerball, silly funny money yep. in baseball, and not everybody gets the funny money in baseball, right? But then again, a lot of left-handed relievers make five million a year for a long period but, of time mm-hmm. just because they're upright, and it's the same thing with the pass rusher. As long as you can get to the quarterback, somebody will pay you some kind of. But money. look, but look at it though, right? Over the years, and this this has come up a number of times, how many players have chosen to play football over baseball that they probably were pretty good baseball players? Normally, it's guys who flame out after a while, and it's normally connected to, like, pitchers on the whole, even though, like, Russell Wilson, I think he was a pitcher, but he was also, like, an outfielder right. or something like that. I played with Quincy Cotta, who was a really good baseball player. Wiggs, you'll remember this, because I don't want to age out Keith on this one, which is weird because you and I are only in our 40s, but DJ Dozier, the kid mm-hmm. at Penn State, yep. like, great running back. He Played minor league baseball for a while. Like right. there, there were guys. Uh, Ricky Williams, perfect uh, example. Chris right. Wanky, Chris Brandon Wanky, Brandon yeah. Whedon. Like Chris Wanky that guy. was a yeah. guy who probably made more. Well, I was going to say uh, he played more. He played more baseball, made less money. Played yeah. less football, made more money. But do you notice <laughs> yeah. that? Like it, it almost seems like the guys who who because there are a lot of football players who do play baseball, multiple positions, whether they're outfielders yeah. or they're... James yeah. Winston was that way. I, I wasn't Patrick Mahomes, a shortstop so. or something? He yeah. was really good. And then the, the one he of the few been. guys out of all those that picked baseball was Jeff Samarja. But he was a number one pitcher, and even though he never really lit it up, he made a ton of money because he was good enough right. as a pitcher. Right. And I think, I, I, get, I think he might have been a first or second round pick. He was nasty at Notre Dame. Now, he might have been an NFL bust for all right. I know, but... He was pretty good, but he chose baseball. Took him a couple of years, but then he ended up making. It almost. Seemed, I bet. I bet he made over. Oh, he made over hundred million, million dollars. dollars. Made, it yeah. almost seems like that guys go to football because it seems like the little. It seems like the easier path, right? You don't have to grind it out in the minors. For four years yeah. in the minor leagues, like college football versus yeah. minor league baseball. Right. You know, you, like, yeah, Samarja made one twenty two, almost one twenty three. Wow. Yeah, so he made he, the right call. So he, he must have been he must have been a really really good baseball player. He I was. Oh, Notre a, Dame. He was like an All American. I think right. in Notre Dame. He was yeah. a one time All Star. Oh, he was in college. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he was great at both. He was like the team ace at Notre Dame, but he was also the leading receiver. So. That was the crazy part is that he was a great pitcher, but he was a receiver. Yeah, like, normally it's the great pitcher as the quarterback. Is oh, right, right, right. Thing. And then he was a white receiver, so that did. <laughs> oh yeah, in the NFL that works against. Patriots would have taken him. I was to say that, especially at the era the era he played in. 
And I believe he was an outside guy, too. He was an outside guy. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, all right, you know. What? We hadn't had the uh, the Cooper Cups or the Adam Thalen's That's just right. right. No, no. Ed McCaffrey he was, was the easy last Ed McCaffrey. Comp. Yeah, yeah you know, so it's like, yeah, let me go to, you know, let me go to baseball. Yeah, it's, but you see, I think a lot of guys might that have baseball talent uh-huh. go, you know what, it's probably an easier road for me in football than it would be to be in baseball. Mm. Well, as some who can't play coach, and we had a, a defensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals basically calling out what everyone has seen about the Patriots offense and kind of laughing about it. We will get to that. We got Tom Curran coming up at 11 o'clock. It is WEI Football Sunday. We're coming to you from the Best Yet Brand Studios. Here's Ethan ready to trend. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's what's trending on WEI. Trending is brought to you by Zudi. Build any app your company needs in a week. Visit Zudi. That's Z-U-D-Y dot com for your free trial. The Patriots are off today as they get set to play the Arizona Cardinals tomorrow night on Monday Night Football. Jacoby Myers, Jalen Mills, and Isaiah Wynn are already listed as out, with Damian Harris being listed as doubtful. A reminder that we do have football all day long here at WEI, despite the Patriots not playing. Right after the show at 1 o'clock, we have the Jets at Bills. Then at 4 o'clock, you can listen to Chiefs at Broncos. And Sunday night football coverage starts at 7.30 p.m. for Dolphins at Chargers. In college football, USC Trojans quarterback Caleb Williams won the Heisman Trophy with 544 of a possible 929 first-place votes. And in FCS playoff news, the Holy Cross Crusaders fell to the South Dakota State Jackrabbits 42-21 to end their undefeated season and run through the playoffs. For the Celtics, they fell to the Warriors yesterday 123-107. They play again tomorrow night at 10.30 p.m. against the L.A. Clippers. And your Bruins have a rematch against Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights tonight in Las Vegas. Puck drop for that game is at 8 p.m. I'm Ethan Rissadulu, and that's what's trending here at WEI and WEI.com. On the other side, they're all laughing at you. We'll tell you what we're talking about next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. 
Monday Night Football for the Patriots. Patriots will take on the Arizona Cardinals in the uh, last game of Week 14. We will get you fantasy ready today. We'll uh, give you the big inactives as well. Lots of big, big, big injuries across the NFL. Uh, Lamar Jackson, as Wiggs had mentioned, is uh, one of those guys that has already been ruled out. By the way, the Patriots did rule out Jacoby Myers, which it feels like there is a part of me that feels bad for the guy because he's hurt, he gets back out there, he gets dinged again, and then apparently there was that there was the big hit in the Buffalo game, and I don't know, Keith, if he suffered a setback or what, Yeah, but it didn't seem like it was really percolating, and then we hear, well, he's still in concussion protocol, and then so much that they rule him out. I wonder if, again, because of concussions, the one thing they tell you not to do is just turn around and get on a plane. So I wonder if he even traveled with the team out west considering they're going to stay out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably not, right? At least initially, right? Yeah, you go later if need be, but why send him out? Yeah, I think it's also just the way the schedule was with the back-to-back Thursday and now Monday that we were kind of out of sight, out of mind for a little bit. And they're like, oh, yeah, the game's getting close. And you're like, oh, he's not there. So, because he got, I mean, drilled. We he all, we all, smoked. we all saw it. So, yeah, that's a that's a pretty big loss. It uh, is. Given the way this yeah. offense has played or not played this year, well, right? And that gets us to Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph Keith at one point in time was having the time of his life. He was having the time of his life. Yes, that's he right. Was. The head coach, former head coach of the Denver Broncos, as the immortal Sergio Dip once said on the sidelines. The best. That was maybe the greatest uh, sideline uh, performance ever. Of all, it was a walk-off because we've never seen that guy again. I don't know if they, ESPN made him disappear or what they did I think with he's, him. Uh, I think he's focused more on ESPN deportes. There you go. Say. Yeah, maybe he's, he's covering the World Cup perhaps. Oh, yeah, there could be say. that as well because that is still uh, going on. But Vance Joseph is now the defensive coordinator of the Arizona Cardinals. And earlier this week, he described what he saw when he flipped on the film of the New England Patriots offense led by Matt Patricia. I see an offense that's uh, running the football well. You know, it's a very conservative pass game. You know, lots of screens, all kind of screens. Um, it's like a defensive guy's calling offense. You know, he's <laughs> it's how a defensive guy will call offensive plays, right? You know, let's 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 not turn the ball over. Let's Let's get four yards of play and, you know, try to burn clock. And that's what they're doing. You know, that's what he's going to do on Monday night. He's going to be patient. You know, maybe take a shot here, you know, from time to time. But for the most part, it's, it's running game, it's quick game, and it's screens, you know. So that's, that means a defensive guy. That's what he's, that's what he's doing. He's calling like a defensive guy with call plays. Is that a compliment? <laughs> no, not. I think he's telling the truth. No, he, he is, is yeah. but he is sadly he is telling the truth, and <laughs> that's he, the thing. Sadly, sadly he, is. he is. He's not lying about any of it, right. but he can't even say it with a straight face. Yeah, like In he's the room. Literally, every, they are literally laughing right. at right. the offense. Like there's no nuance to it. There's right. no like, well, let's read between the lines here. No, he's laughing. He doubled down on it. He said it two times, three times. Yeah, it's like a defensive guy calling plays. Right. Therefore. If you're a defensive guy, which guess what? All the defensive coordinators in the league are defensive guys. Yeah. None of them are offensive guys coaching defense. No. Right? No. Nope. So it's a pretty easy team to prepare for. Yes. And it's not that difficult to do. If I was an offensive guy calling defenses, I, <laughs> I bet right. the offensive guy go, oh, it's pretty basic coverages. Yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, they play cover two and, you yeah. know, a little bit of man free here yeah. and there, but it's pretty basic. So if you're a defensive guy and you know that, so if you're Vance Johnson, 
Shouldn't you be saying, or Vance Vance Joseph? Joseph, yeah. Shouldn't you be right? I'm thinking of the wide receiver, right? <laughs> shouldn't you be saying, well, you know what? We're going to play press coverage, so you're not going to be able to throw those quick screens. You're not going to be able to mm-hmm. do things like that. We're going to definitely make sure we key on the running back. So you would think that it would be better, and you should be able to defend an offense like which most teams have really done all season long. Yeah. And it's not even a good defense that. Vance Joseph has. So it's one thing if, no. you know, if he's coaching, actually the team that he used to be the head coach of, the Denver Broncos, like they mm-hmm. have a really good defense. There's a few re- there's a few really good defenses in the league, and you could see a guy maybe talking trash a little bit if, you know, they're having a really good year. The Cardinals stink. Cardinals have a couple of good players on defense, but overall they're nothing special, and uh, yet he has no problem sitting up there this week and laughing at the Patriots offense. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at some of the defensive stats now, and uh in terms of, like, uh, points per game and thing, let me see here. So uh, Arizona's given up 110 on the ground, 245 in the passing game, which puts them in the bottom eight in the league. Uh, their sacks per pass attempt is 28th yeah. in the league. You know where they are in points? 28th on third down. Oh, 26.8? Overall points allowed, they are second to last. That is something. Mm. And yet he's laughing at the Patriots. Like, if this Patriots offense is going to move the ball, and they were able to do it against Minnesota, right? Mm-hmm. So if they were able to move the ball again, score some points, this is the type of defense they would be able this to do it Detroit, against. This is Detroit, Minnesota. Yeah, this exactly. isn't Buffalo or the Jets or no. some of the other teams that have been a little bit tougher. Like, this should be an opportunity for them to, to move the ball. But then again... No, nobody's gonna bet money on that, right? Like nobody, no, nobody no. can have confidence in the Patriots' offense right now because the same thing is true for the Cardinals. The Cardinals' defense said, "Well, if we have a chance to slow somebody down and you know keep it a lower scoring game, here's our opportunity." Right, and especially when you think of a guy like you know, obviously Jacoby Myers, who's somebody that you kind of have a security blanket with. You yeah. count on him a right. little bit. It, it, it just is is when you, but and I said this on uh, the Greg Hill show last week. I said you have to go two and zero in these next two weeks if you want to have a legitimate. Because I don't yeah. think my my personal opinion is I don't think that it's going to take you ten wins to make the playoffs. I think, I think nine, nine gets you in. Nine it feels like one with tiebreakers might get you in this year. I'm nine. Not, sorry. I'm not sure. Nine, yeah, because if, if you look at the teams that are fighting for that seventh spot, it's like you said, the Chargers, the Patriots. And Jets. the Jets, I don't think the I don't think the Jets are winning ten games. You look at their schedule; their schedule's not easy, and I just don't see them winning ten games. And I that's they why got Detroit, Jacksonville, Seattle, right? Seattle on the road, but though. true at Seattle. Detroit always plays teams tough. It seems like, and it's yeah, yeah, the yeah. Jets, right? And, it, no, I know. I'm with you. It is the Jets. It's not sure. like you that, look and go, okay, the Jets are not, juggernaut. They're not guaranteed anything. Right. Yeah, that's right. So I, I feel like nine will get you in. That's why you have. To go two and zero in these next two weeks against teams that you you know so obviously starting with the Cardinals tomorrow night teams that you have a really good shot at beating because those next three games it's going to be really mm-hmm. difficult for you to win one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting in looking at some of the red zone defensive numbers, you know, who's last in the NFL in red zone defense, Arizona right oh. now, mm. and. Who is so something's got to give? Right. So and, <laughs> the and, worst red zone offense, offense versus yeah. Zone defense. Yeah. Well, and who else has a bad red zone defense? The Raiders. They're 29th in the league in right. red zone defense. So to so to, uh, I think the overall point is 
when you look at the the teams that are bad in the red zone, stop if you heard this before, Detroit's next to last in the NFL. And we sit here like they should put the, the offensive performance. We Our offensive performance here for New England against Detroit, like in the Smithsonian or whatever, mm-hmm. defensively, they are not very good. Yeah. And believe it or not, Miami is kind of stinky in the red area, too. They're but the, 28th in the league. The problem is... But they score points. The right. problem is you stink as an offense well, in the red zone. Well, that's a difference. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like you and, said, Rich, you got two, 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 you know... Teams that stink at red <laughs> one red zone defense, the other one red. Uh-huh. So something has to give. Yeah, hopefully right. it's Ramondre. Meaning, you know what the Ramondre. give is? Give it to Ramondre. But see, that's the problem. <laughs> we had talked about this, you know, several weeks back. They don't utilize him like he's their best option on offense. Like consistently, he's yeah. not. You know, week in and week out. If you you look at, let's say. The Giants with Saquon. You look at the Titans with Derrick Henry. You look at some of those teams where their running back is the best player. Week in and week out, they consistently say, we are going to utilize this guy. We're going to try to, you know, the Raiders with Josh Jacobs. We're going to try to get him the football. We're going to try to get – some weeks it's like, you know, he might have 12 total touches. Like – isn't he your best player on offense? And so that always concerns me when I'm thinking of – like I always say, like, R- Ramondre Stevenson has the potential, but they never unlock him week in and week out. Yeah, he's 12th in the league in carries, which does seem higher than I would have guessed. Yeah. But it's pretty top-heavy. Like the Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry have like 100 more right. than him. And they're at the top. Right. right? And like Saquon and Nick Chubb, those guys are all – well over 200 carries. So I guess it is kind of top-heavy, but he is 12. It does feel like they should give him to him more. He's but only he, had shouldn't one game he be of... in the category with those guys? I think so. Yeah, oh, right. for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think he should be. Some of that is score-dependent maybe with Ramondre. I'm not making excuses. They yeah. need to find a way to run the ball more. And be- And by the way, that is one of the things that has kind of gone away the last couple of weeks is like Ramondre might end up getting sort of the counting numbers at the end, but we know when the run game looks really good with Ramondre Stevenson, and that has uh, kind of gone to the side at least the past couple of weeks and very yeah. much in the Buffalo game where – I think he ended up getting a counting number of you know, 60 yards rushing was, or whatever. Uh, 10 for 54. There we go. And then yep. yet he had, what, he caught eight or six for 24. There, so, so it was short in the game, but they threw to him a bunch. They get Against Minnesota, only seven carries for 36, but then he had nine catches for 76, and he had that one huge 40-yard uh, one. So. You know, as we've now just talked about this a little bit, the James White role in this offense feels like it is completely gone. Or they just don't right. have a – or they don't – well, it could be this, too. They don't know how to call it, which well, it is might be very – Ramondre has got 56 catches this year. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's sort of – yeah, there is no – But there's no there's no matchup back. No. There right. isn't the guy, as we've talked about, where it's the guy out of the backfield like a Kevin Falk or whatever. His where you can motion check downs. Very, uh, a lot of check downs, yeah. a lot of screens. Yeah. Or, you know, we're not seeing those angle routes out of the backfield taking advantage of the middle of the field. And, hell, it just feels like the middle of the field has uh, completely gone away. So, really, it's about just, I mean, again, a defensive coordinator on the other side basically laughing at Jeez. you. Although, Keith, you said something during the week that, it, that was profound. 
And if this were 2019 Patriots... Oh, God, they'd score 50 on them. Tom Brady would have yeah. heard that and been like, really? Yeah. mf really? Yeah. Like, we might not be great, but we're going to pants you. Well, yeah, yeah, but he say, wouldn't be saying that if it was Brady. Correct. It I wouldn't be checked out some screens. Be, no. <laughs> I don't think he's smart enough. Teams around the league aren't really worried about the Patriots anymore. What would, Vance, like another team. what would Vance Joseph have done evaluating the cam year of the offense? Well, they do a good job of quarterback power. <laughs> yeah. yeah. we got to watch the quarterback, uh, you know, the goal line. That seems to be their entire right. offense. Yeah. And then that's about it, it feels like. Uh, and then playing on the road out there Monday night in Arizona, I have no idea what kind of atmosphere it's going to be. It doesn't feel like that's the kind of hardcore fan base that's going to be like, no, nah, we got to support our team. They're out of it. You know, like last year was uh, an 11-win season. They made the playoffs, and you're thinking, oh, hey, the future's bright, and then... I don't know if it started with the DeAndre Hopkins steroid suspension or whatever, but he missed a bunch of games. Team never really got out of their own way, and right. they're, they're, they're having a terrible year. Hey, off of that Vance Joseph comment, we know there's some heat already on Cliff Kingsbury out there. Mm-hmm. If the Patriots go out there and say they score 28 points and win the game, doesn't that does that add pressure to the like Vance Jones was basically being like yeah it looks like a defensive guy well that defensive guy goes in yeah, and no, they put up sure. twenty eight no, yeah. does that turn up the heat on all those coaches well Rich brought this up yeah. before that's a good point you brought up like if you look at Cliff Kingsbury as their head coach he's like gotten better every year yeah right and this year is not a down year but is it because of some of the injuries or. Some of the, you know, you know, no, so because his quarterback is trying to sabotage him, I think his quarterback okay. hates him, quarterback and their defense is worse than their offense. All right, so so that's interesting that the quarterback can't stand them. No, thinking that like I thought they were a package deal. Yeah, it seems like they are not. Like it yeah. almost felt like Cliff Kingsbury, you know, reached on Kyla Murray to take him number one overall because yeah. he loved him so much and loved what he could do, and now all of a sudden it's not his guy. So if it's not his guy, that then I think if you're the owner or your front office for the Cardinals, you have to – it's similar to Denver. They you extended have to move. Both, those, both of them. Oh, yeah. did they already? They extended oh, yeah. both of them. Yeah. yeah, Kingsbury's got uh, like four more years on oh, that deal so, or something. Oh, okay, so you ain't getting up out of that one. Well, Probably unless, the, unless Bidwell wakes up in some stupor and says, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to pay to blow out all these coaches. Well, but it, that's the thing. It comes. In, it's very similar to Denver, and I've always said this. If your quarterback doesn't get – if he's not on the same page with the coach – isn't it time to blow the coach up out of there once you invested so much money in the quarterback? Well, I wonder how much trepidation there is in that organization to do that, considering the organization wanted to write into a deal that the quarterback actually had to put in time studying. Mm-hmm. Feels like they may not trust him very much either. Right, but you paid him. Well, y- kind of, yeah. Well, to a point, yes. They did for a while, or they will for at least the next two years, mm-hmm. and then they can get out, which is why there was the caveats in that deal. So maybe they try to ride it. I think Keith hit it. They're going to let Kingsbury come back, uh-huh. and then he's on. He can be on the first coach fired list. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. How, so they give it him one more year. Hot start, well, important. And then it would then all go on the quarterback, which might be the one thing that the organization might be afraid of the most mm-hmm. is that then Kyler becomes the straw that stirs the drink yep. and that attitude. But now you're if you now you're Arizona. If that's the case, and that you run into that situation, I you the Cardinals that we've seen for a long time. Now you have no coach because you just blew him out of uh-huh. it. And then the following year, you blew your quarterback out of there. So it's like, now we're back to square one. Correct. Yep, very much so. And you know what? After five years, it just uh, that's about how those things work. But that's why, I mean, tomorrow it's a really 
big game in a way for them. For, for both teams, right. yep. you know, for sort of the direction. And not that it guarantees a playoff spot for either one or, or guarantees that either one misses because the Cardinals are already out, right? But just sort of where the, where they're at as a franchise, who like what the futures of both quarterbacks are, co- coach in particular with Arizona. So, yeah, it's an interesting the, one. And I think the Patriots have so much more to lose. Oh, because if, they do. Yeah, if yeah. you lose for this, this season, if yeah, if you lose this game, or you know, like definitely for this season, if you lose this game, the chances of you really, really now making the playoffs. Because I told you, I think nine gets you in. Yeah, but can you see them beating Cincinnati? No, this is the most winnable one left, right? And this yep. and, and the, the Raiders, yep. right? And that's why I say, all right, you win those two. Now maybe I don't know. One of those teams stub their toe. Or or the right injury at the right time right. takes out the right player and right. makes it that much easier for you, mm-hmm. no question. Uh, fantasy football. Well, it should be the last week of your fantasy football, your year-long fantasy regular season. If it isn't, you're probably in a bad league. Uh, we'll touch on all of the fantasy football mess next on WEI Football Sunday. So we already know for the Patriots that Jacoby Myers is out. So pull him out of your fantasy lineup if you were uh, thinking of throwing him in there. And good grief. You're trying to uh, put together a, a fantasy team this week. Good luck. Also, it is the last week of bye weeks in the NFL. And you've got the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders, who are uh, all sat down. And, like, I drafted Aaron Rodgers this year. Hasn't had a great year. But for some people, it might have been your best option. So no Jonathan Taylor in there. Uh, Of course, with the Bears as well, no Justin Fields. People have been riding him. Even though he hasn't been perfect in fantasy, uh, he's been pretty good. So, um Holy cow. Looks like J.K. Dobbins, the running back in Baltimore, is going to be activated off injured reserve. They even waived Mm -hmm. Mike Davis, the veteran running back, to be able to uh, make some room for him. It looks like uh, Deontay Johnson is going to be upgraded for the Steelers. If you end up having the lone defensive player, some weird leagues have that. Terrible. T.J. Watt is is being upgraded Mm -hmm. as well. So if he's your defensive guy, then that's somebody you can uh, snag and go grab. Uh, Rondale Moore out for the Cardinals. However, DeAndre Hopkins has been taken off of the injury report. So he'll be in in terms of going against the Patriots. Kenneth Walker listed as questionable. Uh, they did elevate a running back from the practice squad, so keep an eye on Kenneth Walker there. Lamar is uh, or Lamar Jackson is listed as doubtful, and the Ravens elevated a quarterback from the practice squad. So it looks like Tyler Huntley will be the starter for yeah. Baltimore. Yeah, the Seattle running back situation is uh, a rough one. So Ken Wa- Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas – both this is questionable, but Schefter says they're both unlikely to play. So if those guys are out, Travis Homer, Tony Jones Jr., and Godwin Igwebuicki. Close enough. No idea. So those are the three guys that would be healthy for Seattle. Leonard Fournette didn't practice on Friday, but I guess he is expected to play. But we've been sort of talking about how Rashad White has sort of emerged as the guy there right. over Leonard Fournette anyway. And one to keep an eye on, I think he's going to play, but 
Joe Mixon's been out the last two weeks with that concussion. Samaje Ryan has been great yeah, in his, been in his place. So I bet he still gets some carries. But So they play the Browns at 1 o'clock. So at 11.30, we'll know for sure whether Mixon is in or out. But. And we've got a ding to Trevor Lawrence now. Yeah. Uh, that Adam- looked like it was going to be a lot worse yeah, last week. Right. If you're watching Lawrence, it looked like he was going to be done for the year with that, but somehow it wasn't. So according to Schefter, uh, Lawrence missed a lot of practice this week. However, he is expected to go. Saquon Barkley is listed as a legit 50-50 this week. He's got a uh, he's got a neck injury apparently. Uh, DK Metcalf listed as uh, questionable due to a hip, according to Schefter. Uh, DK Metcalf will go against the Panthers, and uh, just trying to keep out. I think that's really the big stuff. Yeah. You know, Brock Purdy's going to start for the 49ers, obviously, and uh, at least that's a bunch of them to kind of uh, get you up and running here on what is. The final yeah. week. Good luck to everybody out yeah, there. Yeah, it a, should a be win the, in your in scenario potentially. Yeah, and uh, in the uh, I know in the Gresham Keith League. Yeah, uh, you and no, me and sadly. John Anderson are out. So we're rooting for Billy Lanny on the show to get yes. in uh, because we're running the risk, unfortunately, of either having to strap that title around the waist of. Loomer Loney, yeah, or maybe Andy Hart's kid. Uh, yeah, we're not giving it to Hart. We're Hart's, not kid, it to Hart. Hart's kid drafted that team. He deserves it more than anybody Wiggs, else. I don't know if you heard about this, but when we did the draft night, uh-huh. Hart literally had his kid off camera, by the way. Right. Just but feeding then, him picks the yeah, whole time. Uh, okay. The kid was feeding yeah. him picks. Uh. Even his daughter came in and made a pick for him because <laughs> well, Hart was so ill-prepared. Right. But was at least willing enough seems to say, good, though, oh, right? I got my kid here yeah. with me. Seems like the kid knows what he's doing. I yeah, the kid so. does. He can yeah. be in the league next year. But, of course, Harden with Andy Hart, he, yeah. he's going to walk around here, right. you know. like My kid, a, my household, my pick. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. the whole, uh, it pretty much. Like, yeah. he's the heavyweight champion of the world uh-huh. because his uh, his kid did good picks. And, by the way, uh, it, uh, I'm a, a tomorrow after the game, it'll be the Six Rings postgame show with Hart and Fitzy. So uh, even though we're another at, late one for these guys, so they right. they got to be the most thrilled that next week's game got flexed to four o'clock. Yeah, no, it's doubt. all these post game shows, and you lived that life for a while. The post game show that is a late, late pro- broadcast. I'm thrilled too. Times. Yeah, you know what I mean? well, yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm thrilled too. You know, yeah, you it's. Uh, I don't like the late, late games. Watching the game, yeah. it's the real labor of love. Yeah, the late games are not fun, and you pile yeah. a couple of them up, and then you throw them on Thursdays. I mean, too. it's gonna be four in a Thursdays. Row I don't mind because then the next day's Friday. <laughs> yeah, but starting your week that way. That is oh, tough. that yeah. is tough. Yeah. Very much so. Uh, we are going to start hour two with Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston here on WEI Football Sunday. But this portion of Football Sunday brought to you by Cars for Kids. The easy way to donate your car, donate today. Your car can be picked up tomorrow. Go to carsforkids.com or one eight seven seven cars for kids We'll talk with Tom Curran next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.